More than four decades and two Hall of Fames later, Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. Up to date, up to the minute, and kind of get the late-breaking stories right away. The 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. Some employees and staff at these labs may have had uh, coronavirus-like symptoms as early as October or September of 2019. Continues to point to these labs as the origin of this virus, not that food market that the Chinese Communist Party used as a cover story from the very beginning. That's why it's so imperative that the Biden administration hold the Chinese Communist Party accountable and demand answers for all of these questions. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. And to you too. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. Well, this is uh, this is strange. Daddy's back home. <laughs> Feel like I've been on a long vacation. Right. And now I'm home. So, Don. Put up the blow-up dolls. Uh, Chris, put up the rubber chicken. <laughs> and and who's the hot fox over here? Well, we brought her on while you were gone. Oh, my goodness. You know? <laughs> hey. I figure you weren't here. I needed someone pretty to look at, so we brought in her. You sure did. Yeah, I did all right. Show you sure did. Yeah. You, all you guys did all right. This is weird. This is, And I, I sound weird in my head, so we'll have to work on that. But it's, it's a totally weird... De- as you said when I got here, or when you got here, you said this was the longest that I have been away from this place. Yeah, since birth. Since birth. <laughs> since birth. Right. Seriously. And uh, it was a year and three months. Uh, it, I was thinking about it the other day. I think we walked out of here. I think we walked out of this building in uh, March 2nd of 2020. I do mm, believe that was, right. that's when it was. Yeah. And since that time, we've had all kinds of stuff go on. We've had births. We've had deaths. We had snow. We had hell. We've had everything happen around. And here we are. We're back in the studio. And it's really, really weird to be back in the studio. I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like I never left. Yeah. Like I was gone 10 minutes. Right. And now I'm back. We didn't really change anything. Nothing changed. No. We would go in there and dust every now and then, you know, but... Well, um, well and I saw people in here spraying stuff, you know, yeah. like all that. And I can sure. smell it now. I can stop... <coughs> Right. Chris came in with a can of Lysol and sprayed me down a second ago, so I right. guess I'm decontaminated. Uh, yeah, in good I'll state. be honest with you. We've, we've been using that room for keggers since you left. <laughs> hey, yeah. I've been doing the same every, thing. Every Friday, we just <laughs> bring in the keg. I think I told you uh, when you got here that this is the first time I put pants on in a year, so this is uh, <laughs> it's a new experience with for no, you. no right. pants. It's like I, being on the moon. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, I would walk upstairs, and I would be in my underwear and, and, and T-shirt doing the show. and that right. would, I, So, everybody, I do the show that way for an entire year. hope you enjoyed it. I actually had to go to Goodwill and find some pants. I, I dropped some off here a few months ago. Can I get kind of reclaim? Yeah, those? get my pants back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, it's good to be here. This isn't the first time I've come, to, come into a business and asked this question. But yeah. Can I have my pants back? Exactly you know, right. No, I've had to do that before at a couple of couple of places I well, left. Sure. In the middle right. of yeah. My pants here. Uh, <laughs> it's good to have you back. Thank you. It's good to see you. Yeah, you look great. I, I didn't Christian. know you were coming back until Saturday. I think of when you put the video on. Yeah, that's, on the website. Kind of, that's kind of how I came back. I didn't know either, but right. here I am. So, uh, good to see you. You look great, Chris. You look fantastic. Chris never changes. No. He, I mean, he looks like he did when I met him when he was 20. He, he shows me pictures of when he was in high school. Looks yeah. exactly it's the exactly same. Exactly like that. Yeah. And Elaine, I, I, she looks gorgeous. She got better looking over the past year. How's that even happen? I think that's the longest I haven't seen you either. It could be. Wow. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. So, anyway, here we are. We're not going to spend the whole show talking about this. We've got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Where in Rima beginning at 7 o'clock, and so we got a lot of stuff to get into. First off the bat, of course, is the rain situation that's been going on all night. You're going to incur probably uh, some, some traffic issues. Some of the roads are going to be closed on the way in. We're going to have some road issues. So be prepared for that. Plenty of clouds, humid with a couple of showers and thunderstorms in the area, and a high of 81, the complete AccuWeather forecast coming up. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says COVID numbers are going down, 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 and it proves that opening the economy was the right thing to do. Let's get back to life. He was on Sunday Morning Futures yesterday, said the numbers continue to improve. Put all this in context from the very beginning. Many businesses remained open, and in March, we opened up the entire economy. We took the masks off of people. And we continue to have a decline in the deaths. We opened 100% until we reached that mark of a day with zero deaths. And now 
The new U.S. COVID cases have reached the lowest level in almost a year. The last time the average was that low was on June 15th of last year. The percentages of positive coronavirus tests nationwide below 3%, and the death rate is also plummeting. And a quarter of Americans asked by the Trafalgar Group in a poll, they were asked if it's over with, when will you personally consider the COVID-19 pandemic over and go about life as usual? And more than a quarter of them agreed with the answer. I believe it was serious, but it's over now. About 26% say they'll believe that it's over when the government tells them it's over. Don't be a freaking lemon. Stop it. Not not a lemon, you know, a lemming. Don't be a lemming. Just stop it. Uh, don't don't wait for the government to tell. Some people just want to be. They want the government to tell them everything. So it's okay to go outside, baby. You can go outside. Really, it's okay. But they have to. They, I mean, seriously, Biden has to have a press conference, and jo, and, and Gramps has to tell him it's okay to go outside. No, seriously, you can go outside. It's safe outside. The the boogie monster, the COVID monster, is not going to eat you. Don't worry. It's all good. Now we're finding out more information about the Wuhan lab, and this is going to be interesting to follow over the coming months because there are people that are doing two things right now, folks, that are are very interesting. One is they are continuing to press November 3rd and what may or may not have occurred on November 3rd. They have won over in Arizona because they're going through those machines, and they have been told, leave those machines alone. The judge stepped in over in Georgia, and the judge in Georgia says, we're going to take a look at these machines. And now the battleground has moved to Wisconsin, and they say Wisconsin is the easiest for them to be able to prove. So there's people that are working on that. But the other thing that people are working on, and this is where I am, is that the Wuhan lab is responsible for what happened. And in my view, the Chinese government is responsible for the past year. That's my view. Now, you can try to change my mind if you want to, but I don't think you're going to be successful because I've done a lot of reading on this. And now I've got more evidence here that we've got three Wuhan lab researchers who were hospitalized in November of 2019, 2019, November, with COVID symptoms. So, you know, I, I just have this crazy whack job theory because of what I've studied and what I've seen about this is that this thing was intentionally, this gain-of-function thing was intentionally done, getting it out of a bat, or could have been something else, because it just doesn't, these, these zoological diseases just don't pass from animals to humans. There has to be somebody to put the two together. There has to be some way for the two to come together. They just can't bite you, and now you have their, their, their COVID. doesn't happen that way. So something along the line, somebody somewhere along the line had to do something that made it possible for us to be a host for this stuff. Who did that? Well, I've expressed this on the air before, and I'm not backing down from it now. Uh, I fully believe that that was done with an intent of disrupting the American economy, disrupting the United States of America, making the presidential change, and all of that. It's just too many things in my mind that lead to that kind of conclusion. And it seems like they're getting closer and closer. In fact, even Dr. Doom, who I don't believe for one second, he was asked over the weekend, are you convinced that this developed naturally? That, you know, this happened in this Wuhan lab naturally and it developed naturally and it just happened? No. And he said, no. He said, I'm not convinced about that. I think we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we continue to find out to the best of our ability what happened. Even if it leads back to him, I say. And I don't mean him that he should be implicated in a crime. What I'm saying is, is that somewhere along the line, we know that he and Ron Klain, who was the right-hand man to Vice President Joe Biden, he is the right-hand man to President Joe Biden. Ron Klain and Anthony Fauci met in the skiff room, which is the, the situation room in the White House, after Barack Obama said, stop funding gain-of-function. Those two met, and suddenly it's being done in the Wuhan lab. Why? how, who paid for it, and how did we get to where we are. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, Phones are on at 210-599-5555. The chaos will not be tolerated in Texas, says Governor Greg Abbott. What chaos is he talking about? Tell you about that. Plus Facebook and Twitter. Stay connected. 
Joe Biden's been rolling over uh, for aggressors around the world, not just China, but Russia and Iran. And this week, uh, he seemed to draw a moral equivalence between Israel and Hamas when he began to demand a ceasefire. But the letter that I joined Senator Ron Johnson and a handful of other senators on very specifically asks the National Institutes of Health why they were funded, funding gain-of-function research in these Wuhan labs. Yeah, yeah, that is the question right there. We have to find that out because if your tax money and my tax money paid to start COVID by by funding gain-of-function, gain-of-function is just where they are studying how to take it out of something zoological, some animal, and put it in a human host. And the only reason, the only reason in the world you would want to take a disease out of a bird and put it into a human is to kill a human. It's the only reason. There's no other reason. And so if our tax dollars were funding that, and it was at one time, and to his credit, Barack Obama said, knock it off. And we know that Fauci and Klain then went to the most private room on the planet, which is the Situation Room in the bunker of the White House. Nobody can hear anything. Nobody can see anything that goes on in there unless they have a photographer there like the night they killed bin Laden. But nobody else can see anything or hear anything that's in there. And they went in there and they had a conversation. And then gain-of-function began over in Wuhan. Why and who's paying for it? That's what we ought to find out. And the reason we need to find out is not that we, you know, oh, we need to go back and fight these wars all over again. No, hell no. Though The reason we need to find out is so we can take care of whoever did it. That's criminal. Whoever is responsible for the past year and a half is a criminal. If, if there's a human being that did this, they are a criminal. And they're a war criminal. We've been at war for a year and a half. And Donald Trump called it that, and Joe Biden called it that, so let's act like it was a war. By the way, Joe Biden says he's going to bring the family of George Floyd to the White House tomorrow. Going to a little celebrating. It's all to promote the Democrat-supported George Floyd police reform bill, which is the first step to nationalizing the police. Did you see Ron Nirenberg's uh, commentary in the paper yesterday about that? Joe Biden said even Dr. Martin Luther King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's death had. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? And that George Floyd's death had a bigger impact than Martin Luther King's uh, death did. He also used the occasion to condemn the systemic racism in the United States, saying systemic racism is a stain on our nation's soul, and he has promised if this bill passed, he will send Air Force One to Minneapolis, pick up George Floyd, and to Houston, and pick up George Floyd's family, and fly them to the White House to celebrate the passing of the bill, should it pass. That is your El Presidente. That is your guy, Joe Biden, who you've heard me say ever since he was elected, he's not really the president. He's fossilized. He's an old geezer. He doesn't know where he is most of the time, much less what this administration is doing. But this administration, which I happen to believe Barack Obama still is a big player in this administration, he is one of those that stirs up race wars. He is one of those, just like name any of those guys, the Benjamin Crumps of the world who goes around and spreads false information and lies in order to get the races fighting at each other. And that's what this administration is continuing to do. Well, so Greg Abbott says this kind of chaos is not going to be tolerated in Texas. What kind of chaos is he talking about? He's going to sign a bill that's going to punish more severely those who would stand in the middle of highways uh, doing their you know, the, the Black Lives Matter or Antifa stuff when they walk onto the highways and they block traffic, or more importantly, when they're blocking emergency vehicles that have their emergency lights on and they got somebody sick or somebody injured in the back and they're trying to get to the hospital. There are other states where it's tolerated, and people have died in the back of EMS units, back of ambulance, trying to get to a a, a hospital because these idiots are standing in the middle of the road blocking the EMS from getting where they need to go. Well, here in Texas, there is a bill that Governor Abbott says he's going to sign it, And it's going to turn it from a Class B misdemeanor to a state jail felony. And whoever violates that, whoever gets in the way of an emergency vehicle, will have to spend at least 10 days in jail and possibly longer. And there are steeper penalties as well that's included in this bill. If you care about it, if you want to know the number, it's House Bill 9. That's House Bill 9. So good on the governor. 
the governor's been going after a lot of stuff lately. He's really had a, a really good couple of weeks. In fact, he says he's going to sign a bill that's going to prevent cities from defunding police. Uh, this one is going to cross his desk probably this week. Um, he retweeted last night, in fact, a tweet from uh, Kenneth Cassidy, the president of the Austin Police Association, talking about how since they defunded their police up in Austin, how the uh, response times have just plummeted. People are getting shot. Well, you know that. I mean, we've, we've been talking about Austin and, and what a hellhole it's, it's rapidly becoming. People are getting shot in the streets and all of those kind of things, and the police are not responding in time. They can't. There's not enough cops because they defunded them. So the way this bill is going to work that the governor said he's probably going to sign this week is if any cities defund police, then the state will provide DPS coverage for those cities, but then charge those cities, start taking the sales tax away from those cities. And he says, I'm going to sign that bill. Meanwhile, they are uh, also going to ban uh, critical race theory. We're going to talk about that. Rand Paul sounding off once again about COVID-19 and the vaccines. And a new book is coming out about Barack Obama, written by a far-left liberal, written by a Democrat, but not very favorable to Mr. Obama. That's coming out very soon, too. We'll tell you about that. Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Because of the big lie, Republicans are afraid to move on, move on to crafting policies, um, you know, that they support. And as long as the Republican Party is in the grips of one man, one man, and they will not move forward. It is so funny. Don and I were talking about that before we came on the show this morning, and uh, they can't let go of this guy. Orange Man, they cannot let go of Orange Man. I mean, last week, doing the show, I was still doing the show from home. And so I'd I'd get to hear ABC, right? And I'm hearing them, and all they're talking about is Donald Trump. We had a war in the Middle East last week. A war! ABC's entire newscast was about Donald Trump. Donald Trump this, Donald Trump, orange man bad. Donald Trump sucks. He calls January 6th, you know. Donald Trump is terrible. They can't let this guy go. And all weekend their media was still about Donald Trump. Guys, he's gone. (laughs) He's coming back. He is coming back. But he's gone right now. There's a lot of other stuff to talk about in the world. Hey, just so you know, ABC, CNN, we had a pandemic. (laughs) We did. We had a pandemic. It's called COVID-19. I know. Uh, we do have some flooding around because we had a lot of rain overnight, a lot of rain. It's it's still in some of the area. In fact, let me check the uh, weather radar, see what the weather radar is saying. Trey Ware here, KTSA, 537. And, uh, yeah, we, we still have isolated showers in the area. Some of them are still pretty heavy. So you'll want to leave a little bit earlier today. I'm not going to tell you you're going to be right in the middle of it right now, but it's still around. And, uh and this is the way it's going to be for the first couple of days of this week, and then things are really going to change as the week goes on, and we're going to start to see uh, possibly some drying for the weekend. And I think Memorial Day weekend is actually going to look pretty good, so hopefully that's going to be the, the gig. But we do have some road closures in the area because of heavy rain, so just be aware of that and give yourself some uh, some extra time. Have you noticed the price of stuff is, is going up everywhere you turn, right? Two-thirds of Americans say beef and chicken prices have skyrocketed. Meat lovers have been hit hardest by the uh, rising costs. Uh, here we're going into uh, Memorial Day, and we're talking about things like hamburger. I mean, just ground beef is, I think it's at least double what it was for last Memorial Day last year. Uh, brisket. I've got a friend that owns a restaurant business, a, a barbecue joint, and she said her brisket is up four times. Four times what it was this time last year, brisket. It's insane. It's not, not done by the you. It has well, nothing to do with you, right? No. As long as the price of, of uh, grass stays the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, yeah. it's also price of, well, I don't mean that kind. I don't mean the smokable grass. That's not right. necessarily your thing. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh okay, well, yeah, yeah, maybe so, possibly. Right. I'm talking about kale. You're, you're, I don't eat kale. Oh, okay. No. All right. Uh, tomatoes. As long as the price of tomatoes doesn't go up. You know, keep the you know, price of radish at a reasonable rate. Hey, you know, I want to know. Sure. For a vegetarian such as yourself, mm-hmm. has the price gone up on your stuff? Absolutely. Has it really? Yeah. Yeah, not to the not to the extreme that it has for for uh, for those who consume meat. But, yeah, you know it's gone up. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, more than half of shoppers say that fruit and toilet paper and milk 
And prepared foods are also costing more. They mm-hmm. say that grocery bills have gone up since the beginning of the year. Shoppers have begun buying fewer items, including meat, in order to cut back on their bills. So right. they're doing less and less of that. Yeah. So you have to. I may have to join PETA and start eating St. Augustine in the front yard soon, because that's <laughs> not the only thing I'll be able to afford. Well, it keeps growing back. And with all this rain, the St. Augustine is going nuts. Everything is. Buffalo grass. You know, Augustine's I noticed, nuts. noticed that I, I haven't been at home very much lately. And this uh, yesterday, <laughs> I got home yesterday afternoon and looked out in the backyard, and it's almost knee-high. Mm-hmm. It's great, because I never go back there. I cut it yesterday, and it's knee-high right now. Right. So, I mean, it doesn't take long. It doesn't take right long now. at all. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Which is good, because, like you just said, with the price of groceries going up, you may have you know, to. Hey, great, you, great Scott, what a salad. Man, hang yeah. a bell around your neck and put you out there and let you <laughs> mow the yard. But... I, look, I'm not going to complain. I know people are. People are like, I'm done with this. It's enough rain. It's enough rain. Talk to me in July and August. Mm-hmm. I right. have been here long enough. The yeah. same people that are complaining right now in July and August can say, my grass is dying. It's turning brown. We don't have any rain. We'll be back into stage one and sure. all that stuff. Right. So oh, I like the rain. Don't complain, mm-hmm. guys. You just got to be safe with it and just lay back and enjoy yeah. it. That's all you can do. Absolutely. <laughs> doesn't last long. Now, there's another shortage that's a big problem. Chicken wings. We're going to talk about this on Ware and Rima this morning. There's a chicken oh, wing gosh. shortage. Yep, absolutely. Sanderson Farm says it doesn't have enough supply to keep up with the demand. We cannot supply enough wings to everybody who wants them. Restaurants he's talking about. Uh, the, the big problem there is finding people to actually rip the heads off the birds, wring their necks, and, <laughs> de- and, and pluck them. <laughs> I don't know why that's an issue. <laughs> There's a shortage of pluckers. <laughs> I, just saying. What's the problem, guys? Right. <laughs> Put it this way: the government, the government's paying you six hundred dollars a week to sit on the couch, or you can make three hundred dollars a week to wring the neck on a chicken. Which sure. would you choose? Hey, can't say I blame them. <laughs> Give me some chicken blood. Oh, I love having that all over me. All right, uh, five forty-one now. Uh, five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. We're back in studio today. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Just trying to get settled back in. This first hour is just, uh, and, and we've removed uh, some some i some. You'll notice some things missing right. <laughs> from the show. Well, itself. we had to sell them. <laughs> I noticed when I walked in here. But could you have started with something other than the air conditioner, please? Well, Why know, did you sell hey, the AC? Come on. At the time, it seemed like a good idea. I came oh. in one day. There's half a foot of snow on the ground. We're not going to need that anymore. Yeah, let's get rid oh, of this. No. Sell the sell the air conditioner out from oh. underneath this. And then the good chairs that were in here, there you sold those too. Right. Yeah. Uh, the remote control for the TV. I got some remote control you picked up at the flea market. I can mm-hmm. see. So right. that was the one, good. Uh, Don, market, Don has yet to divvy up the cuts. <laughs> Still waiting on. Mine. Right. Well, you know, there are lawyers involved. Oh, there are. Oh, great. You know, my agent had to get his 10%. So. <sighs> I love it when that's involved. Yeah. So it's good to be back, though. It really is nice to, to, have you to be on Eisenhower Road. It was weird to come around the back corner of the building and see somebody's car sitting <laughs> yeah. there this Well, morning. let me tell you something real quick, because I came in on Saturday just to make sure everything was here. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a I have a file cabinet. It's got all my junk in it, like right. coffee cup, headphones, stuff I need to do. So, so I came in on Saturday to do that, and I shot a little video saying, hey, where and Rhyme are going to be back in the studio on Monday? Looking forward to it. Excited about it. Oh, that's Rhyme. your cabinet? Oh. Yeah, yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Sorry. Dude. Actually, yeah. actually, everything was the same. Everything was in the same place. Because when we left, I'll just tell you this real quick. I'm not belaboring a point. But when we left, they didn't give us any warning. They call, I left the station that morning, and I was carrying on my life. And the boss called that afternoon and said, you're not coming in tomorrow. I said, well, I knew this day was coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the, it I thought the ratings, eventually. I thought the ratings were pretty good. I yeah. don't know. What are you talking about? I'm not, he said, no, you're not coming in in the morning. So what's going on? Well, the COVID thing, and we're just going to keep everybody at home, so they're going to bring a studio to your house, which is still there, and I'm not going to give it up. They're not getting that thing back. <laughs> well, because you know why? Because we fill in in the afternoons. Right. And I'm not bringing my butt back here to fill in in the afternoon. And just home. Because sure. really the only reason I'm here is to use this microphone. Right. So anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm driving in on Saturday. Here's the story. I'm driving in on Saturday in a lane. I have not been south of the 410 South cutoff on IH-35 in a year and three months. I have not seen Walsham, Eisenhower, Riddiman. This is where I grew up. I grew up two seconds right behind this radio station, and I have not seen it Mm -hmm. in a year and three months. That's the longest I haven't been to this part of town. Right. So I'm driving up. This true story. So I'm driving. It's raining on Saturday. I'm in the middle lane of I-35. I pass the porn place, right? I'm going along. And I look over my right shoulder, and here comes a bunch of motorcyclists in the rain. And then I realize these are banditos. 
So as as a motorcycle guy, when you see banditos, immediately you slow down because you let them have the road. It's like, yep, it's your highway. Go ahead. (laughs) And they pass me, and there's a truck following them, so I'm slowing down, and I'm thinking that's their chase truck because all of us guys have a chase truck. It's got the beer and stuff in it, right? So I'm thinking that's that's a chase truck. Well, as he goes by, he's flipping me off. The, cha- the, the truck. And then he pulls in front of me, and he hauls butt past the motorcycles. So it's not their chase truck. It was just a guy mad at me for slowing down on the highway. And I thought, <laughs> welcome back to I-35. Right, yeah. Hey, I missed it. That's the first time I've been flipped off in a year. But you, 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 I have not been flipped off in a year. Would you give me one, please? Ah, go. I got two out of a lane. Give me one. Give me one. Ah, can I have one? Ah, I got one from all You see, you, did you hear that story, though? You noticed, though, he mentioned a porn shop. A motorcycle well, gang and a guy gives him the finger. All happened within thirty seconds in this side of town. And welcome to Northeast That's San Antonio. It. Back to this side of town. I'm I'm back. Right. I'm back. well. That was that was where I was starting with this. <laughs> I I had to fight the gang to get in the back door, and I hadn't done that in a year either. <laughs> the Crips were right out there at the back door. <laughs> hadn't seen them in a while. Got their little hankies hanging out to park. Sure. You know, hey, hey, right. it's you guys. You're back. <laughs> we never left. You're back. I said, yeah, that's true. Well, they've, right. been, they've been there the whole time. They really have. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Did you notice the graffiti on one of the buildings across the street? One of the... Uh, I, I didn't look. Is it really? Well, they, got, they got the, the sign church. out front, too. Oh, they tagged the church and our sign? No, no. The, uh, no, the, what the, uh, the little box, the electrical box. What does it say? <laughs> we, who knows? Stupid. You can't read that. You know, they, they do this graffiti on these buildings. Whatever. What does that say? <laughs> I don't even know. Whatever it is, it's spelled wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back in a minute. Trey Ware, 550K. Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. And it's from Alexis. Alexis, go ahead. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Ace Freely. Yeah. Uh huh. Now, y'all might not remember this, but they all did solo albums during the kiss time. They all put out a solo album. This is on it. Back in the New York Grove. Okay, so there is uh, there is some pretty heavy rain around, so give yourself a lot of extra time this morning. Watch for flooding. They call them low-water crossings, but they're really high-water areas, so be careful. Uh, turn around, don't drown, don't drive into them, all, all that kind of stuff. Thank you, Alexis, for saying the pledge. Here's the deal. Uh, feel free to do that. Give us a call, 210-599-5555. Uh, Chris will record you, so no big deal. You're not going to be live if you screw it up. Don't worry. It's okay. If you forget the words, it's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about that. Don't stress. We just want to keep the light of liberty shining. And uh, Or you can record it on your phone later on the day. If you want to get a group of you all together in the office and record it, do that. You can email it to me, Trey at KTSA.com. I, I think I sent you one over the weekend, Chris. Trey at KTSA.com. Trey at KTSA.com. Check it out. Facebook is rejecting a back-to-blue ad. A group over in Brandonton, Florida, who is a distillery. They're putting out some uh, back-the-blue EMS, uh, first responder, uh, liquor and party and all of that. So they've been uh, trying to buy ads on Facebook to promote the party and to promote the liquor and promote the idea of backing the blue. Facebook says, no, that's a little inflammatory. Say what? It's what? Well, your ad is rejected if it mentions politicians or sensitive social issues. The ad doesn't mention any politicians. It's a back the blue. We're having this back the blue event. We're supporting the blue. It's an event we've got coming up. We want to get people there. We're buying ads to get people there. Facebook says, well, you know, it's a sensitive social issue. Backing the blue is a sensitive social issue. And Facebook is refusing to run the ads. So I wish Facebook would just completely dissolve into nothingness. Completely dissolve into nothingness. Tell me, can anybody tell me one, I'll just take one, one positive thing that comes out of Facebook. One. Because even if you tell me, well, it reconnected me with my old Aunt Ethel who was over in Des Moines. I didn't even know she was alive. And now I'm talking to Aunt Ethel over there. Still, that's going to be counterbalanced by somebody who's going to bitch about something to you in your face that's going to be a problem. Seriously. So it's 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 useless. And it's particularly useless how anti-American, how anti-liberty, how anti-truth 
Facebook, the corporation Facebook is, when they will not even run an ad from a company that's trying to back the blue because that's a sensitive social issue. My ass, there's nothing sensitive about backing the blue. You better back the blue or you're going to look like Austin, Texas. And trust me, you don't want to look at like Austin, Texas. The tweet that came out last night that the governor retweeted, did, are you on his account? The governor retweeted last night about response times in Austin because they defunded the police in Austin. People getting shot in the head, and cops can't get to them because they don't have enough cops. And that's what these people want to bring to San Antonio. Nuremberg, he wrote a thing over the weekend. We're moving ahead, even though Proposition B didn't pass. We're still going to move ahead here in San Antonio. I thought you guys said no. I thought that's what the election was all about, May 1. And you said no to Proposition B. Well, they say they're going to continue on anyway. So what, 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 what do we care what the people say? We don't really care. The Texas legislature, House Bill 3979, is set to ban mandatory critical race theory. It passed the uh, Texas House of Representatives back on the 11th, and it's headed to Greg Abbott's desk. Uh, the lower chamber will approve the Senate's changes. Basically, it says if you're a teacher, no one can force you to teach critical race theory Critical race theory, just so you'll know, I'll just sum it up real quick. Basically, it's teaching kids if you're black, you're a victim. If you're white, you're a hater, you're a, you're a, a white supremacist. That's basically what it does, that the country is systemically racist and that if you are a black child, then you, you know, everybody should give you everything and everybody should treat you with special, uh, treat you specially, put it that way, because you're a victim. And it's not your fault, baby. You're just a victim. Uh, on the other hand, if you're white, if you're a white child, then you're just a horrible person. And you, you, you don't even know it yet. You, I mean, you're, you're four years old. How are you going to know it? But trust us, you, you're a horrible person just because you're white. And the governor says, I can't sign it fast enough. I'm ready to ban it. Back in a contagious and more dangerous. Exactly, they did. That is uh, Senator Tom Cotton. He's out there running for president in 2024. They're getting the field all lined up. Who is it going to be? Good morning, San Antonio. 605, Trey Ware here, 550 KTSA FM 1071, right here in our beautiful studios on Eisenhower Road with, of course, the uh, the gold toilet seats. We have everything here that we uh, that we missed over the past year that we were not able to avail ourselves of. Uh, the, the, the private company jet to take us around town. So if you want to go get tacos, we can just get on the company jet and we can take that. It's great to be here. Uh, Ware and Rima back in studio. We'll be talking about that in, in one hour as well. So, um, you know, a lot going on. Uh, locally, you got this deal over here at Cowboys Dance Hall where they had too many people in Cowboys Dance Hall. Somebody in the city has it in for Cowboys Dance Hall. You remember back when, when the COVID thing started and they were like, they had guys camped out. It was like they had people camped out in front of Cowboys because all they could do is stay right there and go, who's coming in and out of Cowboys now? Well, apparently over the weekend they oversold or they had too many people there, according to the city or something, so... I, I don't know. I, somebody, somebody, somebody somewhere got it in for, for Cowboys Dance Hall. So they were a little overloaded the other night. Well, let me tell you why. Why are they overloaded? Because people are ready to get back to their lives, just like we're back in the studio. People are ready to get back to their lives. They're sick of, of sitting, uh, you know, wherever they were sitting and not doing anything. They're fed up with it. And so they're going on with their lives, and they're going back out. I, I watched a couple of sporting events over the weekend. I wanted to see the Coda race uh, from Austin which was the NASCAR Cup guys were, were there. They raced in the rain. Uh, it was very dangerous. They, NASCAR won't make that mistake again. But the place was packed, and people were sitting next to each other. They were hip to hip. They were not wearing masks. Everybody was good. I mean, it's, it's kinda, it's, it, it is a refreshing thing to see the world go back to normal, and when people are asked, they're all saying that this is over with. Let's get on with our lives. Most of us have been pricked at one time or the other, right? So we're good. Uh, everybody around here has, right? We've all been pricked. Everybody in this room has been pricked. All right, so we're, we're good. We can breathe on each other. Chris came in looking like a, like a hazmat doctor covered up because apparently he shares a room in there with some people who haven't been pricked lately. So th that, that is absolutely something that you guys need to talk about over there. Seriously, y'all need to get something done about that because that's not, that's not acceptable. 
Highly unexpected. I, I think for some perverse reason he enjoys wearing a mask and all the <laughs> other stuff. Say, he really but, does. He is Zorro. Right. You, you look at that guy. That's Zorro. Yeah. One of these days I'm going to reach over and pull the mask down and find out that it's not. It's, it's not, not really Chris. It's been somebody else this whole time. <laughs> He's a cartoon character. Yeah. It's not really him. That's true. All right. Uh, so Rand Paul, by the way, speaking of that, Rand Paul got COVID. He was the first senator to get it, and uh, and so he he um, Rand says I'm not going to take the vaccine. I'm not going to get it. He said, I think medical decisions in a free society, each individual assess their own risks. The thing is, if someone chooses not to be vaccinated and you are vaccinated, they are not a risk to you. That's what I've been saying all along. Whether or not somebody is wearing a mask around you, if you've been vaccinated or you're wearing a mask, that person is not a risk to you. Rand Paul has got this thing right. And Rand Paul has had it right from the very beginning, from the start. Rand Paul says, these people who are vaccinated or who are wearing a mask are not a risk to you. Or if you've been vaccinated, it doesn't matter whether the people you're around have been vaccinated or whether they're wearing a mask. If you've been vaccinated, then they're not a risk to you. He's right. He went on to say medical, and this is so, here, here's, what's, here's why this is a news story. It is so out of the mainstream for America today for this kind of thinking to go on. He says medical de- de- decisions should be private. In fact, we used to believe that. There is a law called HIPAA that really says we're not supposed to pry into the medical affairs of our employees. And until they show me evidence that people who have already had the infection are dying in large numbers are being hospitalized or getting very sick. I just made my own personal decision that I'm not getting vaccinated because I've already had the disease and I have natural immunity now. Now, this is where Rand Paul parts with a lot of people in this country. And and by the way, it may be the vast majority of people in the country, and I'm on Rand's side on this. You may not be. He said in a free country... You would think people would honor the idea that each individual would get to make their own medical decisions and it wouldn't be a big brother coming in to tell me what I have to do. Are they also going to tell me I can't have a cheeseburger for lunch? Are they going to tell me that I have to eat carrots only and cut my calories? All that would probably be good for me, but I don't think big brother ought to tell me those things. And he's right. But it goes back to that poll I was telling you about earlier If you were here in the last hour, the Trafalgar Group put out a poll. Most people say COVID is over with. Well, okay, 20-some-odd percent. So a quarter quarter of Americans say it's over with. COVID's gone. It's not an issue anymore. Enough people have been vaccinated. We can move on with life. Everything is good. Blah, blah, blah. But about 26% of people say, I'll believe COVID is over when the government tells me it's over. That's when I'm going to believe it's over. Those are the people that look at Anthony Fauci and they'll do whatever the man says, even though there's no reason at all to believe anything that comes out of that man's mouth. None whatsoever. He's been a liar from the very beginning on all this. He's been in this for himself. It's been personal interest that he has done everything and said everything about this. He has enriched himself, the highest paid government employee, and he's lied his way through this entire thing. But yet people still look at him kiss his fanny, and say, whatever Dr. Fauci says what I'm going to do. And, and let me tell you something. With all the discussions we, we talk about and the country going to hell in a handbasket and all this other stuff that we talk about all the time, and Sean and I talk about on Warren Rima, and all these things that are discussion topics about how tough it is in America and what's going on in the country and all that, that's the number one thing that is killing this country is that people believe, I'll believe it when the government tells me so. I'm not going to make a decision on my own. And so when Rand Paul stands up and says, I'm not going to, I'm, look, I'm making my own medical decision here. I, I'm not going to get vaccinated until you start to show me research that shows that people who have had it are dying in, in big numbers. I'm not going to get vaccinated because I have natural immunity. And people are jumping his throat for that, for not getting vaccinated. It's my own decision. If you're vaccinated, you're protected. New book coming out from a liberal left-wing Democrat claiming that Barack Obama was a parasite on the Democrat Party. A parasite. That he sucked. We could just stop there.
can we can we, can we can I take a break now? Is that where we can stop? We can just stop there, right? No, that he sucked the life and the money out of the Democrat Party. That he was all in it for himself. That he was narcissistic. This is a left-wing Democrat writing this book. What's the name of the book? Battle for the Soul, Inside the Democrats' Campaign to Defeat Trump. And, uh, and, and this guy, by the way, talks, you know, he gets into the facts and figures and how Obama hired Tim Kaine to get him reelected. And Tim Kaine uh, went in and, and just basically raided the funds from the DNC and uh, left him without any money and so on and so forth. And that he was just a parasite that was just sucking everything out, everything out for his own uh, personal self-interest and aggrandizement. Well, guess what? That's not a surprise to most of us. Those of you who thought Barack Obama was going to heal the oceans and heal the earth and that he was going to walk on water and that he was the Messiah and all of those things that you bought off into, he was in it for himself the whole time. How can I enrich myself? How can I, how can I do something for myself? It wasn't even for his family. He didn't care. He cares about himself. Barack Obama cares about one thing and one thing only, and that's how much power he can accumulate. And he's done that over the years and how much money he can put in a bank. And all of these politicians are that way, one degree or another. Look at what Joe Biden is doing right now. Why is Hunter Biden going over to Andrews Air Force Base and flying in and out of Andrews Air Force, Air Force Base 23 times? Is he an official in the, in the Biden administration? Hunter. I'm talking about the guy that you know we've seen smoking a crack pipe and passed out in a bathtub. Is he, is he an official member of the Biden administration? Why is he going to Andrews and flying in and out on government airplanes 23 times? Why? Because they're all in it for themselves. They're not in it for you. So when Rand Paul says you should be in it for yourself and you should your personal liberty is all that matters, he's exactly right, 100%. Your personal liberty is what matters here. Hey, I want to tell you about our friends over at BSG. My friend Jim Davis at BSG, great guy who has a wonderful company, BSG. This is the smart home company for all of your smart home stuff, whether it's going to be a, a security system. We've talked a lot about smart home technology for security systems, whether it's hanging a TV for you with these brand-new wall mounts that, that are just fantastic. Uh, I have one that they put up for me. Uh, it could be a doorbell, video doorbell, with, with the latest electronic um, analytics, and these doorbells are cool. Because of course they got the camera in them, so that you know you can monitor that all day, every day, all night, every night. But unless it's a human being, that doorbell is not going to alert you. Too many of the other doorbells see a dog or a cat walking across your driveway, and and light you up in the middle of the night with your phone buzzing. Well, you don't have to worry about that with BSG, and they can help you bring the indoors outdoors. This weekend is the official kickoff to summer with Memorial Day. So with BSG, they can take the sound that you have inside. The low, rich bass sound, the beautiful sound that's created with your sound system inside, and they can bring it outside for you in that same rich, beautiful tone by installing the right speakers and, uh, and weatherproof subwoofers and, and, and all those things for you. Find out more about your smart home technology, a company with integrity and the highest value always. That's BSG at 210-877-1222, and be sure to tell them Trey Ware sent you. All right, AccuWeather forecast, heavy rain in San Antonio right now, so give yourself extra time. Be safe, be safe, be safe. Plenty of clouds and humid, a couple of showers and a thunderstorm in the area, high today of 81. Tonight, considerable clouds and humid with a thunderstorm in a few spots and 71. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid with a thunderstorm around, especially in the afternoon and a high of 83 and Wednesday intervals of clouds and sun. Warm and humid and about 87. Right now, it's 71 at KG. Of this group says they want to, quote, wait and see if the vaccine is working. 620 now, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Trey We're back in the studio today for the first time in a year and three months, and so trying to get reacclimated to the way everything works around in here, but uh, it's, it's really cool. Um, slap in the face or a badge of honor, Lori Lightfoot, the nut job racist mayor up in uh, Chicago. Who, by the way, Chicago had another 30-some-odd shootings over the weekend. Yay! They just keep piling them up, man. Those trucks, that they, those refrigeration trucks that they were using for COVID, they needed to send them to Chicago because they just keep piling up the bodies. And it is the most gun-controlled city on the planet. Chicago. 
By the way, uh, New Jersey, the state of New Jersey is number two in gun control. And they had a gigantic weekend of shootings. There is a correlation, of course. 100% correlation. Um, I, 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 I do, Elaine, I do want to get uh, Dan Patrick on the show. Because I want to know what's going on with the constitutional carry uh, here in Texas. I'm going to get back to Lightfoot in a second. Hang on. But I was thinking about the constitutional carry over the weekend. And the way it started out was it, it was going to be buried, and it was not going to even come to the floor. And I sat down with you guys on this show, and I said, here's what's going on with this thing. And Dan Patrick even said, well, we don't have enough votes to even bring it to the floor, so it's probably not going to pass. So I told you about that here on this show, and I told you my reasons for being for constitutional carry. And my reason, my primary reason is the only people who actually constitutionally carry are criminals and bad guys. The rest of us, we don't constitutionally carry. The rest of us have to follow laws that put us at a disadvantage to all the gangs and all the wars and all the fights that are going on here in San Antonio right now. We're at a disadvantage. So I told you that. Well, you guys obviously responded because the next thing I know, Dan Patrick is talking about how it's coming out and it's going to go see the light of day, and look, it's progressing. So there's only one thing I can say about that is you rang the phones. And in 40, coming up on 48 years of doing this, there's less than a handful of times when I have ever said to you guys, you need to call your congressperson. You need to get in touch with Austin. You need to do this, that, and the other. It, it, it is extremely rare that I will do that because you're an adult. You can figure that freak out for yourself. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't. You shouldn't have a dork on the radio telling you what to do. But there are a few times when it's like red alert. This is a red alert situation. They are going to screw this deal up if you don't get on and let them know. So you did. And Dan Patrick, you know, the next thing I know, he's appearing and saying, hey, look, we got the, we're good. It's moving forward. And then I said, it passed in the House. Get ready. What they're going to do, or it passed in the Senate. It passed in the Senate. Get ready. The House will not pass it, so they're going to put it back in committee. This is typical, typical politician. They're going to put it back in committee, and the next thing you know, session is going to end, and that's going to be it. Oops, it died in committee. Don't let this die in committee. Don't let it. It's up to you to make that happen. And I want to have a conversation with Dan Patrick about that, but I also have a conversation with you about that. Whoever your senator is, Donna Campbell or whoever your senator is, make sure you're all over them to get it out of committee, get it to the floor, and vote for it without messing it up. Quit stacking crap on it. Just get it out and get it done. Now, back to Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. Uh, the Fraternal Order of Police in Chicago, a, uh, a, a no-confidence vote over the weekend, said, you know what, she sucks. Uh, she's also a racist. We know that. We went through that last week on how she was banning white reporters from interviews, wouldn't talk to white reporters. The only people she'll talk to are black and brown reporters, Won't, don't want to talk to any white reporters. And then she goes home to her white wife. Can you explain that? I hate white reporters, but I'm going to go home to my white wife. Maybe, maybe, maybe her wife identifies as a different color. That's always about, right? Because today you can identify as anything you want to be. So maybe she comes home and she goes, hi, honey. I don't know. I have no idea. But the, but the police know what a hell hellhole, absolute hellhole Chicago is. So the, the fraternal order of police up there, no confidence vote. She is calling that a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor to have the police. She has defunded the police. She wants to further defund the police in a, in a city that kills more people every weekend that die in Afghanistan and Iraq. That's what's going on in Chicago. And she's totally good with it happening that way. Even to the point, even to the point where Tulsi Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard steps up and says, hey, you know what? Uh, she needs to be removed. I'm calling on the Biden administration. I'm calling on Kamala Harris to step up and remove her or call for her resignation. That's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. 
Phil Mickelson wins the PGA Championship, and he becomes the oldest golfer to claim a major. The last time that happened was in 1968. The guy was 48. His name was Julius Boros in 1968. He was 48 years old. Phil Mickelson is 50, and I just got to say this about that. You're going to see a lot more of that as time goes on. Older guys winning things like championships and stuff, because here's why. And I'm serious about this. 50 is the new 30-some-odd. These guys, these guys are in such incredible physical shape. Now, golf, obviously, is different than football. You're not going to see that in football. You're not going to see it in the, in the high-contact sports. Although, look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a prime example. Look at the guys in NASCAR. Exactly. Look at these guys and see how long their careers are lasting and how old they really are. 50's not old. I, I'm 57, and I feel like I could play. Jacks. Cards. <laughs> That's about Texas Hold'em. That's about as far as I'm going to make it. 627 now, KTSA. Alamo water softeners. Awesome for you. Alamo water softeners are fantastic. Uh, Alamo water softeners really are the best. You know, the water that is coming into your home, you don't have any control over. You have no idea what your water that's coming into your home is like. But with an Alamo water softener, you can control the water once it's in your home. And that's the deal. If you're running hard water through your pipes, you're messing up the pipes, your fixtures, you're messing up uh, your, your, your appliances that have water running through them, they will be destroyed by hard water eventually, all of that stuff. An Alamo water softener made in San Antonio by the Townsend family will soften that water and protect those appliances Protect your fixtures, protect your pipes, and all those kind of things. An Alamo water softener is the highest quality and the highest value. Now, here's the other thing I want you to know about. Get in touch with them today, and when you purchase a select water softener, you're going to get a free reverse osmosis system while supplies last. Now, that is almost a $400 value, almost a $400 value, and they're going to give it to you free while supplies last when you purchase a select system. By the way, Alamo water softeners can also check the water that's coming into your home to test it and see how it is. That's Alamo Water Softeners online at Alamo. With News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Six thirty six five fifty KTSA, FM 1071, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. The morning mutes with Trey Ware. Don Morgan. We kill him. We, or we call him. Killer. Um, there's... Well, we do, with a voice. Uh, right over here is Chris. Right over there is Elaine. And coming up at 7 o'clock, it's going to be Ware and Rima. And we're back in the studio uh, smelling all the stuff they've been spraying in here for a year. Because nobody's been in here for a year. But, man, they have been in here with those spraying machines, spraying everything for a year. A solid year. So it was real weird because they didn't run the air conditioner in the in the room. So I had to come in and turn the air conditioner on. <laughs> A lot of stuff that blows out when you turn the air conditioner on. Ah, you are here. Yeah, it's been a little while. The room was hermetically sealed. Right. I mean, we were, there was. We were using that as a sauna. Yeah, yeah you were. You really were. We, we get every morning. I bet, we get you got, and, I, I bet that's true. Y'all just came in here and sat naked, did you? Y'all came came in here and sat around this whole table naked because it was a sauna. Uh, it was just Chris. But you know, oh, Chris, Elaine well, and I were covered. As long as you, know, you sat as... on a towel. <laughs> what is this? We we what now? We we. Oh, we haven't seen each other for how many? How long? 14 months. I haven't, seriously, I have not seen Elaine. This is the first time in 20 something, 20 something years I had not seen Elaine every day of my life. Mm-hmm. Every day. Right. Every day. And I look over there and I don't even recognize her. She, the, the, the pandemic was good to her. She's, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. And we're close, so I can, I can say these things about her. I'm not objectifying her. Am I objectifying you? You okay with compliments? She's like, bring them. Right, yeah, yeah. I'll take all you've she, got. She'll double flip me off if I go too far. So mm-hmm. uh, She's like Ricardi, and this is not talking out of church, okay? This is not talking out of school. Ricardi looks great. That guy, and I haven't seen him. In, I, I've not seen Jack in person, but I've seen him online, the Zooms and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I, I guess he might have gone vegan like you, and he's just eating vegan stuff. He's all a pita guy, I guess. Y'all can call him and ask him if he's a pita guy. Uh, maybe he did. he give up meat? Oh, he's walking. Oh, there you go. You know, you little know, exercise goes a long way. Let me tell you about Riccardi real quick. All right, since <laughs> since we're just in the middle of this right now, let me tell you about <laughs> right. 
Sean walks to the refrigerator yeah. and walks back. He's penguin walking. Except when he walks to the refrigerator, he has an armload coming back. That's the right. that's the issue, or a full cake. But anyway, um, cupcakes. It's cupcakes. Now, seriously, uh, here this is the kind of guy Ricardi is. Does everybody re- remember when it snowed? Does everybody remember that? Sure. We, we had a snow here a couple of months yeah. ago. Do y- y- y'all are aware of that, right? Yeah, we all had to shovel sure. our way in. Okay, right, right. He was shoveling driveways in his neighborhood. <laughs> Making a few extra bucks. I mean, come on. Chris, Chris is, the, is the Boy Scout, and yeah. Ricardi's out there shoveling people's driveways. Nobody's going anywhere. Well, he grew up in Massachusetts. He has a, a lifetime of experience no. of shoveling snow. No, so I asked him. I said, what are you just feeling? Because nobody was going to work. Mm-hmm. Nobody, the, the city was shut down, so nobody needed their driveway shoveled, right? right? So I asked him, I said, what are you doing shoveling people's driveways? And he said, this is a phone call we had. He said, well, uh, some guys came to do it, and they had shovels and stuff, and I actually had a shovel from my time in Massachusetts. So they shoveled mine without me asking. So then I felt like, well, I don't have any beer to give them. I might as well just join them and shovel a couple of driveways with them. So they did the whole block. I would have been like, hey, thanks. Y'all have a good day. You know, that's sure. my answer. Y'all have a good day. See ya. Yeah. You know? So anyway, uh, you, you look great. You look great. Thank you. Uh, you sound great. You Thank know, you. You always did. Uh, and so it's it's good to be back. It's, it's good, good to be in this it's good room. Good to see you again. In uh, since 1963, I think I've been away from this room for 10 minutes, <laughs> and and this was this was 14 months of being right. away from this room. Yeah. So it really is different. It really is. Does it sound okay? You know, technically, because the equipment has not been used. Right. Right. So yeah. I, I don't well, not know. Not for this. We were using it for something else. Yeah, well, that's what I understand. Yeah. I heard all about that, and I don't want to get into that. Right. The, the video's coming out later, later, so you'll be able to see it all. <laughs> Since we're now into videos. <sighs> hey, we had to do something. You know, well, there was nothing else go- There was nobody in the building for the longest time. I, it was I just saw the what three you did. of us. I saw what you did. You moved the air conditioning unit to the parking lot. Good job. Yeah, right. <laughs> You must have been bored that day. It was kind of like, what do we do today? Um, you know that big air conditioning yeah. cooling tower unit? Let's move it out in the parking lot. Well, Just yeah, set it in the middle of the parking lot. Elaine figured we needed a workout. Yeah. You know, so we go out there and move the air conditioner. You tell she got a workout, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, right. Girl got a workout. Yeah. So she'll be leading us in aerobics a little bit later on this morning, fellas, <laughs> during Wear and Rima. So get ready. That's coming up. Morning calisthenics with Elaine. That's right. Kamala Harris is a racist. That's the end of the show. We're done. Let's go home now. Kamala Harris is a racist. 61 days, 61 days since she was appointed to take care of the situation at the border. She hasn't said a word about the border. She hasn't had a press conference. She hasn't gone to the border. She's done nothing about the border in 61 days, and yet she's the border czar. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, she met, uh, because Joe is old and fossilized, he doesn't meet world leaders when they come to the White House. He just doesn't. He can't get out of bed long enough to be. And that, does anybody else find that interesting? That Joe Biden is the president and world leaders come to the White House and who do they meet with? Kamala. So who is the real president? It, now, just a quick history lesson for those who, who may have been asleep recently. A quick history lesson is that the president is the person who meets with the world leaders. The president is, you know, except for when, like, you you send the secretary of state to go deal with something. No, no, I'm talking about when they visit the White House and you're having an official White House event. The president, the president meets with them. The president shakes the hand. The president has the marching band on the White House South Lawn. Not this case. Here comes... From South Korea, the uh, the South Korea leader, our closest ally over there, you know, because North Korea is kind of messed up. President Moon Jae-in comes to the White House. No, Joe Biden, it's Kamala. She goes over to shake his hand to welcome him. She shakes his hand and wipes it off on her jacket. Do you get any more insulting? That's why I'm saying she's a racist. She's like, oh, God, a South Korean guy's here. i got to shake his hand. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, shakes the South Korean president's hand, President Moon, and then takes that hand and wipes it all over her jacket. Have you ever seen anybody do that? You've seen people do that. I mean, it's kind of, and, and sometimes they do it in comedy. It's like a funny little bit, you know, hey, hey, you know, in a comedy skit or something. No, this wasn't comedy. This was real life. She shook his hand and then wiped her hand on her jacket. 
So uh, even if she was trying to say, you know, I'm doing it for COVID purposes or whatever, because I get the whole new COVID handshake, which is a fist bump backwards, where you don't really face each other, you turn your back to each other and fist bump each other. This is all really stupid, by the way, the way people are, this whole new thing about how we shake hands. Just shake somebody's hand or not. If you don't shake their hand, just say, you know what, I'm not shaking hands. But this is just stupid. And and, and it's super insulting when you actually wipe your hand. (laughs) You know, it's amazing that she doesn't have an attendant with some goop that they can just spray on her hand. (laughs) Probably that's next. She'll have a she'll have a goop guy, you know, and she'll she'll shake your hand and then hold her hands out and some dude will spray goop on it and she'll. She's a racist. It's exactly why she's doing it. All right, six forty four now. KTSA. I want to tell you about our friends over at Orsadi Dental. At Orsadi Dental, I want to tell you right now, these guys are outstanding. They're four wonderful doctors, highly qualified, trained at the University of Texas, know what they're doing when it comes to dental care. We'll make sure that your family has the best in dental care. It doesn't matter. Ages don't matter. If you've you know, you got a 4-year-old or you got a 45-year-old or whatever, Orsati will take care of that. They've got Invisalign, which is the best way of straightening your teeth, and nobody's going to know that you're straightening your teeth. Invisalign. In fact, they've got a, a special. They, they've, they've run these specials off and on for years at Orsati Dental for Invisalign, and uh, it's, it's not the old metal braces. You remember those? Yeah, you don't have to do that anymore. Uh, they can straighten your teeth. Nobody's going to know it. And they've got a super low price on that right now. But it's all the, the best dental care for you. Your, your teeth are designed, God designed them to last 80-some-odd years if you take care of them. So that's the main thing, getting into Orsadi Dental and having them take care of your teeth. They do implants, too. They can do all on four implants. They can do single implants, whatever works for you. They do it all at Orsadi Dental. I hope you'll just give them a call. They'll work with your insurance company, too, to maximize all of your benefits, Orsadi Dental. At two one zero four seven. So I got a story about uh, about Chris and Elaine getting ready for us to be back in the studio. We're going to share that coming up here on five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one Trayware page KTSA Heavy rain around San Antonio right now, lasting this morning. So it's beginning to uh, to clear out, but it's still been a mess all morning. We still have roads that have uh, have been shut down or flooded in the area, some of those in the outlying areas, particularly off to our east and up to the north as well. But we've had these heavy rain showers in San Antonio causing some accidents. Debbie's coming right along with some more details about that. But first, uh, every uh, – and I've got to make sure I do this right. Every – no, it's not working. See, guys, what do I do? No, that's not right. Huh? I do. I have them on hold. Now what do I do? Oh, thank you. My phone. <laughs> it's been a, it's been fourteen months and we haven't used the phone, so we're gonna have to work that deal out a little bit. <laughs> we'll have to figure that one out. Carl Eggers, creatingrichyourlives.com is joining me. Good morning, Carl. How are you? Trey, push. Get the WD forty. Yeah, that's what it's gonna take. Use yeah. a little straw and squirt it right in that button, and then then push it. And yeah. it'll bounce back. I'll, I'll go squirting yeah. things in the phone here. That'll that'll. I'll be, I'll, I'll be working. I'll be working somewhere else by noon. I guarantee you that. Exactly. So, what's exactly. going on with Bitcoin? Tell me about that. What's going on? Yeah, you know, there's been several reasons why we've seen this crypto crash, and it has been. We've seen about a fifty percent drop in most of the cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, being kind of the the big Mac of the bunch. And this is not the first time. I mean, you know, if you if you want to make money in any kind of investment, you have to put up with a lot of volatility, and certainly cryptocurrencies fit the fit the bill there but you know we saw wild speculation coming into uh the last several weeks and so you started to see some profit taking meaning people were just saying you know what i'm going to lock in some some profits here and i'm going to sit in cash for a while well when that started it caused a lot of other people to be to have to sell it's called margin calls it happens in the stock market a lot of bitcoin has been purchased on margin meaning on borrowed money so when prices fall then you either have to put up more collateral, meaning more money into the account, or you have to sell your position. So we saw that happen. We hear uh, Elon Musk come out and say, you know what, it, isn't, it does use a lot of electricity, which is kind of funny because he, he's right. Bitcoin mining takes up a tremendous amount of energy use, and it's ironic that you know somebody that's in charge of this green company kind of – it's almost like he was forced to, to say that. So that caused some selling. Then we see China crack down on Bitcoin mining, 
they're, they wanted to try to try to eliminate that. That pushed it down. The fourth thing that happened was the U.S. If you look on your tax return this year on your 1040, there's a place on there that says, "Did you purchase or sell any cryptocurrencies in 2020?" And it doesn't say if yes, do this, or if no, do this. It's, it's you just acknowledge yes or no. And the idea is you're kind of publicly saying, yes, I did this. And so then they're going to look to your Schedule D, which is your capital gains <laughs> report, and see if you reported it on there if it was in a taxable account. So they're cracking down. Plus, you know, when you go deposit money at the bank, and it's a lot of cash, more than $10,000, you have to fill out what's called a CTR report. No, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know anything about that. The same so. thing for... <laughs> They're wanting to do the same thing for Bitcoin. Yeah, they're wanting to do the same thing for Bitcoin. They're wanting to start watching people who's who's putting money into their cryptocurrency accounts more than ten thousand. Well, of course so, they do. I think the biggest risk is still a lot of regulation on cryptocurrency. So for all those reasons, we've seen a tremendous pullback. Well, let in me ask this. Let me ask this question: Do do we need cryptocurrencies? Is it going to is it going to catch on and take off? I mean, when you've got Venmo and you have PayPal and every, every uh, card in the world, you can pay everything online. You don't have to do it. What, what do you need a Bitcoin for? What do you need cryptocurrency for? Why have it? Well, I've been saying for a while, cryptocurrencies, they're not currencies yet. You can't have a currency fluctuating 50% in a couple of weeks. So it's not a currency. It may be an asset category. It may be a diversifier for your investments like gold or real estate or something like that. But it, they are not currencies. Some are being used that way. But they're, they fluctuate way too much, Trey. I mean, would you really want a loaf of bread to go up 50% in cost? It already is. Of, exactly, <laughs> okay, 100% yeah, in yeah, cost. Right, okay. But we can't have that type of fluctuation in, in a quote-unquote currency right. and, and people take it seriously. So we're a long way away from that. Plus, do you really think the U.S. government wants to shift to something that is a limited supply? They like printing the money. That's where all the helicopter money has come from the last few months as yeah. we do these stimulus programs. They need something they can print more of, yeah. but cryptocurrencies are not that. And, and I can only I, I, I can only imagine the Fed would be uh, would, would be away from that as well because the Fed controls everything through printing right. and tightening of money. That's that's what they do. Carl, I got to let you go. Thank you very much, uh, Carl Eggers from CreatingRicherLives.com. Where in Rima coming up next right here, KTSA.